Yeah, so th- hey, whatever. this will be the intro then? Yeah. All right. And welcome to Pope. Uh, leave th- and welcome to post post game. Leave all that in as we do a professional pickup, which is all we know how to do. All we needed outside of that was Capo with his five, six, seven, eight. It's not so, like uh, you can't see me. Like I'm literally on camera. I'm about to do the pickup snap. Yep. Yep. Okay. You're right. I that was a hundred percent me. I was not looking. I was looking at you, and I still just talked and talked, which is what I do. So apologies, course. apologies. Yeah, I was doing a pickup snap too, so I don't know what your excuse is. <laughs> I heard Stupox. I thought I heard Stupox. No. Um, yeah, sorry, y'all. I'm very bad at this job. Uh, so, anyways, welcome to Post Post Game. You heard Stupok. You heard Beep. You did not hear Capo. And coming up here in a bit, uh, after we talk about a couple things that happened this weekend, you're actually going to hear us talk with Uncle Scotchy, uh, who is the coordinator of the Moss Miami events with Dan Levitar Show. And a new project he has coming out. So make sure you go check it out. Make sure you find a way to support the people that honestly put events out for fans like us to really go enjoy. Uh, But speaking of Capo not talking yet, as I try to introduce everybody, and speaking of the Uncle Scotchy interview, I Capo, you set us up for failure, and that's all I'm going to say. I hope whoever listens loves it, but... uh, I imagine maybe you had a rough weekend. Maybe you weren't on your A game. I don't know how y'all's weekends went. Uh, beat cap puck uh, anything interesting of the weekend did y'all do any sports events watching this weekend i had a wedding that, no, we're in the final hey, that was kind of some harsh in-game criticism right there bro <laughs> oh beat <laughs> damn interview like, just ended bro <laughs> wrestlemania was fun i think we lost phlegm mm. hey. <laughs> 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 yep. Look at his face, dog. We didn't <laughs> that. That's it. That that's the screenshot right there. Hey, he did jump out the gates on you, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, where that come from? I thought we had an all right interview, bro. What happened? Man, I I was I was working on a bit, and then he went oh, to me, and I, uh, I didn't hear. Mm. We have anyway. We got sirens. Fuck. Tornado sirens. Yeah. Give me, give me one second here, guys. You're good. Just leave a record and I'll just keep talking. <laughs> hey, but the uh, wrestling going to be here next week. I was thinking about trying to take my son to see it, but I'll probably have to leave work early to get him there. Man, I... The last, the last one I think I went to was... September 2019. We were thinking about going out the one. They've had a few here, but man, they're, they're, they're some of the funnest things you can do. Like it's, you know, you got adults acting like kids, you know what I mean? Just go somewhere, yell all you want. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Everybody, I love when they're all old, it's fake. Like what? Like I've seen somebody just break their neck. Like you watch television, <laughs> but yeah, I've been watching some of them behind the rings and all of that. It's just be crazy as hell. <laughs> that that's a that's a whole different subject, man. I mean, they all wanted to tell all their stories, and they kept them all backstage, and 
That's some crazy shit. Just imagine the things we haven't heard. Yeah. Like the things we know are insane. Just to, I, I wouldn't even start to even imagine. They got, they always have some good uh, shows up towards you guys. You know what I mean? They always, you know, the, you know, up in, uh, you know, the Superdome and uh, Silverdome. Wow. Did I just do the whole thing? That's, that's all I've been going, man. I, probably a little season of the now. But, the last one I went to, I took my son. He went to go see John Cena. So yeah, I was straight. They had John Cena out there. Yeah, he he he's doing one of those. I don't know if it's actually backstage or if it's going to be more like a produced thing. Um, he, I think he's producing one of those uh, documentaries now. Um, all of man, I wish he would just come back. All the kids love him. I guess he's doing it. Doing his thing in Hollywood. Yeah, he's trying to be the rock, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people say he can actually act. So that's, you know, that'll be uh, his his return match against whoever, you know, like the rock did. That should be fun. Yeah, one of the craziest ones I've seen, or I ain't gonna say it was that crazy, but the shit was kind of wild when under or not Undertaker the Ultimate Warrior went to Dixon Man before WrestleMania like yeah dog I want a million dollar check or I ain't going out there. <laughs> yeah that uh I, I could see why Warrior didn't work with WWE for a longest time until Vince was like, you know what, let's get this nostalgia, you know, check. And he was like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you off of here for a while. You know, it was it was wild. I was at that WrestleMania that um, that the Warrior was at as last one, and then on our way back is when we found out that he had, uh, you know, had the heart attack and passed away. Damn. Um, but did it, and it so I we, we were trying to hold off uh, recent WrestleMania talk. Um, I'm, no, I'm, man, gonna, was, I'm gonna have to wrap this one up. Uh, we. Good. We have. Must for many, still be there. Go take care of you guys. All right, man. Be safe over there, bro. Yeah. Just tweet us when you guys are safe, when you know. Sounds good. All right. See you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it easy, bro. What's going on? Hey. Beep, you're on mute. Not sure if you meant to be. Yeah. What's going on, cool. Scotch? How you doing? Good, man. Good. Just chilling out. Nice Hell to see yeah. you. I love that background. Yeah. Who who that is? That's uh. That's, uh, that's Wade. Uh, that's Wade. It's a thing. Actually, the guy, the last artist of the last month, gave me this. You don't get this. Oh, thing. that's dope. So, like, a fan just showed up, or like he was working there as the artist. Uh, he was, that's he was one of the artists, and he just like okay. yeah, yeah. But it's funny. He's had some friends come over. They're like, "Dude, that's fucking racist." I'm like, "Really?" And then he's like, "Oh." Like, <laughs> A little bit. I was like, I guess you could think of it that way. I mean, the dude isn't. It wasn't his intent, but I could see that. Like, he should really kind of, because he made it a shirt, too. So, he's because like, yeah. he ruined it for you, you, like, tell everybody else that? So, like, now we see it the same way. He's like, yeah, don't wear that shirt around certain parts of town. I'm like, really? Okay. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I thought well, it was well, uh, welcome to Post Post Game. This is uh, quite the intro. That's Uncle Scotchy, the one and only. Uh, the if you're a fan of the show, you know the, 
I guess the handler of Moss events, the coordinator, I don't know what noun you prefer, but the one that makes it happen. Yeah. I was doing the, I did all the events where they were pretty challenging and a lot of it was uh, kind of shoestringing and I was trying to really uh, make every last dollar. Dan, Dan was paying for it out of his pocket. So I was just trying to like make it work for him and not take advantage, not make it too much. And uh, now we're looking at other people's money, OPM. So we'll see oh, what nice. happens. I think the next one's <laughs> going to be really, 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 I'm excited about the next one for sure. That There's makes nothing easy, right? better than having OPM. Yeah. Mm, OPP. So I, I don't want to like, you know, waste your time. I know you talk a lot about the Moss event, but I, I think we are here for a more important reason uh, specific to some things you're doing that are cooler. So before we transition, I just have one last question about Moss events. Scale of one to infinity, how drunk was Steak Sauce when you met him in person? <laughs> Asking the important questions. Yes. He, he, he won that bad. And he, so we, we, we squashed yeah. it out, but he was... He was mad that I wasn't getting him in the VIP area so that he can drink for free in the VIP area and like and rub rub elbows. <laughs> but at the time that he asked me, it was like four people in there. And right. it was like, I don't want it's not like he's not like he's not gonna blend in the crowd. He's fucking state, you know? Right. Like, you know, he's half a hill. So I was just like, I'm just chill out, I'll get you in a little bit. And then later on I'm there and he's still out. And then it was packed. Dan was there with his wife. He had a couple in him. He's like, come here, man. Yeah, no problem. And then Steak's nice. like, yeah, Dan got me in. So that made it All easier, right. I guess. But he was great. No, no, but, but uh, he had a great time. He crushed your mama thing. And uh, okay, he was all about it. He was there super early, like popping in. So I think he said hi to like Roy or something like that. He was just hanging around the area with his boy. And uh, yeah, he, he was he was a fun time. He made the night better. That was going to be my question. How well did he actually do in the yo mama contest he did great he crushed right. it like i of course he did great. i kind of talked him in at the last minute too and uh no he did like a little research and he uh i think he went back and uh yeah he did definitely did a lot more work than i fucking did wait and, a second uh, did, <laughs> did he pretend did he pretend that y'all had to talk him into this last minute i did talk him into it last so, minute. oh did you so he he may have gotten cold feet because steak in a group chat was workshopping 24 hours ahead of time and uh the i'd say 50 well, he, knew, of the he, he was a possibility but like he didn't know okay he was gonna because be i had told john i had told john and john was like i don't really want to do it and he did it but he was just kind of he was a little more uh taken over by the moment than steak was but uh but steak was prepared but but he that the day of i was like get up there he didn't want to he didn't want to he didn't want to and I finally i got him to go and then he people was do, yeah. People mistake steak for being uh, no pun intended for being like super outgoing because of like how he can be like when he's on the phone or on a pod. But he is actually very big personality in public. Anyways, we're not here to talk about steak sauce, right? So, um, Scotty, I well, the, I and I don't know too much, so I don't want to complete ignorance here, but. I do know that you have your own project coming out here soon. And I think most people that follow you through social media, at least I know just through Twitter, that you've been in a few bands, you've done music solo in groups, and you have a new project coming out. So uh, one, I'll, I'll let you get to the name of it and where we can find it. But is this a solo project or is this like a band uh, that you're currently a part of? It's a, it's a thing that I started because like during the pandemic, I couldn't play with the band or anything like that. And I started... Uh, this weekly storytelling night at this one bar that would let me do it. Plus, you know, Florida's going to Florida. So they opened up like earlier than anybody. So I guess like September of 2020, I started it weekly. And, uh, 
because somebody had suggested that I do. Because I was just like, I, not, I was going nuts since the shutdown, and things had been rough for me. Like after really that last moss really helped me out because it gave me something to focus on. My pop just died. My chick left. I was like, fuck, let me just moss, 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 moss. And then I bust that out. Cause that was the thing at the Windwood guard. I don't know how you guys went to that. That was sick. And then it was like the holidays and I was down and I had no, none of my parents left nobody. And it was still kind of pandemic. And, um, and then my buddy was like, yeah, start to uh, once you do a blues opera, I'm like, what? He's like, you're a blues musician like story song, story song, like Tommy or something like that. I was like, okay. So, but I was scared to tell a story. So I had to learn how to tell a story first. And then this theater group, uh, they've done something that it's going to just have Miami motel stories. They do like interactive immersive theater around Miami. It's super cool. I guess it started in New York and, um, they approached me and they wanted to produce it. I was like, Whoa, this is actually going to happen. And they, Oh, so it's it's a it's a it's a solo it's a totally it's a different. I, I feel bad for my guys because I'm going to be doing it Thursday through Sunday for eight weeks in a row. We can't really gig; those are kind of prime times. But uh, um, it's pretty. It's been super overwhelming. They hired some Romanian lady to direct it. They flew her down from New York to like workshop with me. She put together. It's like super interactive. Like there's only going to be ten people per show in a house in a little Havana. And you go in, I just start talking, and there's like a big board on the wall, like a dartboard. And people one at a time are just going to throw something, and then you'll hit like whatever word you hit and the and the point total next to it, because it's a game too. I'll have to tell that story, and that story is worth a certain amount of points. And at the end, you like win a bottle of scotch and or like a little prize and all this other shit. So it's super interactive. It's going to be crazy. Nice. So it's an intimate show, basically, where people are going to have to basically, like you get in where you can. Now... Is it going to be like online ticket purchase or have these shows already been sold? It's going, it's going, uh, ticketing is going to be announced on Wednesday. On Wednesday, uh, they're going to announce the link. They've been teasing it for a while and they're going to announce the tickets going to support you on sale on Wednesday. But the thing, the side project really that I was trying to do is I thought, I just realized I had a bunch of shit recorded with bands, but nothing solo. And I'm going to be playing solo at this thing. These are my songs, and the songs are about these stories, fucking people dying, all kinds of shit. And um, so I thought it would be cool to get a record out at the same time so people could have, like, a soundtrack to it, you know, like like anything else. You go to the show, or if you couldn't make it to the show, you could hear those fucking songs. And uh, I thought it was So that's cool. what I was going to ask. So the record that's coming out, it is going to be a track list of the songs that could potentially be played if the word is hit at this night or will like each word be hit by the end of the game? There, there's some evergreen story songs that I'm going to be doing. There's certain, some parts of it that are rehearsed and scripted. That's just one of them. So um, you'll probably hear most of the, the songs. There's also like an escape room situation that's going to happen with stories as well. People have to find things and you can't get out of the room unless you find all the stories. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking crazy. I, I love a good escape room. Yeah. I've never actually been to one, so I'm gonna actually. We're all gonna go, me and the director and all that, to an actual one to kind of do a little. Are you research. doing it ahead of time to like get a feel for it before yeah, you? Yeah, we're workshopping it right now. We got the dartboard thing. That's all like my mom's side of the house. They have like her stories, and they have all the different. The lighting is different, and the the set designer painted it different. And then there's like a black and white death side for my father's stories. And the escape room idea came from the fact of my father's story. In the beginning, I kind of compare how tough he was growing up in Cuba, dirt poor compared to me. My favorite toy was like this little fucking two foot Godzilla that I loved and had like fake fire. 
my dad, his favorite game is they would put fire in a circle with a uh, with some lighter fluid, and they would put a, a scorpion inside of it, which apparently was easy to get in Cuba in the old days, and they put it in there. This is the true thing that happens, and the scorpion can't get out, can't get out. It stings itself in the head. And they just watch it for fun, commit suicide. That's a bad, I mean, that's gnarly. He came from that. I came from classic Godzilla. And well, you've, end, you've evolved, though, because now you're putting people in escape rooms. So you're kind of playing the same game. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a scorpion game. Because the thing is, at the end of the whole story, my father commits suicide. So I kind of relate him to the scorpion at the end of it. That's what it comes time for that. a job. And so I'm just making everybody, I'm like, you're not going to get out unless you find all these clues to different stories. And you got to, like, look around and shit. It's like a fucking Easter egg hunt. Yeah. I expected nice. poorly timed jokes to come from Capo, not not from you, Flemo. That was a very poorly timed time for me yeah. to jump in with a joke, uh, observational you joke. Came in a little early. It was good. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I see where you're going, but it came in a little early. Yeah, it had, to be fair, it's like a finish story. <laughs> yeah, no, I should like interrupting that seemed like the worst thing to do. So uh, my apologies. <laughs> with all right, I have a question. Was it by design though? Because and uh, you know, I don't want to become the grief eater here. When you mentioned that, like during the pandemic, you kind of went. To having nobody around right like you lost your father obviously your girl and then just in general all of us you know um, unfortunately me and beep have little ones that kept us busy but for was it by design that you then turned the show into something so intimate full of people in a close proximity i did, i was gonna do it i wanted to do it in a big theater i was like fucking uh neil brennan vibing and i was like yeah i'm gonna make this a thing it's gonna be the olympia theater this and that and also without occurring to the whole thing that if i did that i would have to finance the whole thing by myself and um, but their idea was cool because they already have that niche market of the Miami, Miami hotel stories is a thing they did a couple of times. They would just take over a whole, they would renovate an old hotel in Miami and they would have actors in each room and you would walk in, you were not allowed to talk to them, but three people at a time, but in like 10, 15 different rooms would come in for 15 minutes at a time. Uh, Dan and his brother went to one, but we went to one together a long time ago. And it was really cool. And they just act shit out and you're like very voyeuristic and you're watching either like a drug deal happen or a musician pissed off or some real shit that used to happen in the old days. Yeah. So they have a market for this immersive shit. So they're like, yeah, 10 people. And, and, and also unfortunate for the 10 people thing, I'm not really getting paid a hell of a lot. That's why I need to kind of come up with money for the new album and then the merch because it's another revenue source I'm going to need to uh, put together to make this happen. So that's kind of why I did it selfish reasons yeah so how uh how did you get into into blues i mean blues that's kind of a you know an old-timey you know music yeah. genre but you know how, how did you get into it i told my story in the thing i kind of always liked it but i was in college at uc santa cruz and i was on an acid trip gnarly acid trip in my dorm and my roommate put on uh hard again by muddy waters and i just freaked out on james cotton and i just became obsessed like stupid obsessed just playing it. And then I had to, then I, I moved back to Miami because I dropped out of school because I was just taking ass and trying to play harmonica. And then uh, mm -hmm. I came back and I started checking out this blues band. He gave me a lesson and I was just like, and I just started just hardcore from the time 17 on just listening to blues like constantly. And I moved in with my first girlfriend. She didn't allow me to practice in the house because it was so fucking annoying. She was just like, no play in the house. I'm one day I'm going to play on the stage in front of people. And they're gonna pay me. <laughs> and now you're gonna be playing in a house in front of people. How about that? Yeah, I've gotten to do. Well, I mean, we don't really have like traditional blues band, so it's kind of cool. So we get to play like the jam band festival 
thing. Actually, I don't play traditional blues clubs. I stay away from those because those are just kind of pigeonholed. They want to like hear all the old traditional shit. Yeah. You know, we're not, I don't know anything about working in a field or waiting at a train station. Why, why not making, make blues a little bit more modern, you know? So obviously we're going to share the link also to the um, project where they can purchase, or if you're doing, I don't know if you're doing like a donate for song or, you know, base camp style. I'm not 100% sure where the link is, but we'll share that. But do you want to share where it is that they can find it's, it's, the album? It's pinned, it's pinned. It should be, it should be pinned on uh, my, my Twitter page. Which is at Uncle Scotchy. Yeah, let me make sure it's not just a video. That's the actual uh, thing. But yeah, I'll check that out while we're talking. You guys can keep talking. Okay. Yeah, no, no worries. So the project itself, when you wrote it, did you write all of this during the last two years? Yeah, I just basically put together. Um, yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, I just started putting together. Like, I was sitting there just trying to put my life together. I had like this big board with all these circles, and I just started relating things that happened tragedies this and that uh and putting and i started listening to the moth and i was just sitting here my dog had surgery like i was literally the day it got shut down i was taking her in for a three thousand dollar knee surgery and then i was working for the hard rock booking a venue over there at the guitar building they're like yeah you're laid off like, what this is only gonna be last like a couple months I'm like yeah no so i'm sitting there my dog can't even run for eight weeks i'm just sitting here and then I was just going nuts. I was just ordering freaking drizzly drinking saucy. Just as they're just bringing me bottles. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And uh, this whole I thing. To, so like, I have yeah. to admit something. When I said someone was at my door, it was drizzly also. So <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get sponsored <laughs> as a full admission. Plug in, bro. Uh, Shout out, yeah, drizzly. It, yeah, drizzly. Uh, drizzly was like the plug for me during the pandemic. It came through heavy. Yeah, when so I get, like, wrote, a tattoo, you know, their logo's kind of cool. Oh, like I may do that to like solidify my problem and just make, make sure. That part that of your deal. Good. That's your chip. That's your bargaining chip. Eddie play. I, uh, all right. So the project you wrote it over this time. Now, as far as recording it, did you record this in Miami as well or for the project? Recorded, that's actually being sold? If you go to uncleskashi.com, it'll take you to a link, a uh, Spotify link. I recorded okay. about, about a year and a quarter of I recorded each storytelling night um, uh, for a podcast. And it's, it's just four storytellers a night live in a bar telling stories. And, the, and the, the premise is simple. It has to be true and it has to be about you. So no censoring, 10 to 15 minute stories. So people get up there, get like this little pretty girl, get up there, talk about how she was molested uh, and went into porn. You're like, what the fuck? And then, you know, some people tell, there's a lot of comics like doing it because they don't have to do a bit. Um, one chick ended the story horribly. She was like, I never thought she had anything to say. She was some drummer's wife. She said, yes, and I was on the boat and we were in the water. I put my hand up and uh, she got hit by lightning and they took her to the, to the hospital. Then she didn't realize that she was like nine weeks pregnant or something like that. And she wound up having the kid. And the kid has, kid does not feel pain, has a ridiculous pain tolerance, and no sense of smell. And that's how she ended the story. That's my story. I'm like, no, we all have questions, bitch. Yeah, like, you birthed a superhero. Yeah, like, we no, need to know more that's, about that. That's unbreakable. Okay. That's Bruce Willis. Yeah. No, that, 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 that's the actual uh, premise for the movie Powder from like 1992. Mary yeah. Steenburgen. <laughs> no. Yeah, the Anyone? Shining, the kid on the yeah. swing, and the, like, the yeah. storm in the background. Sean, that's Sean Patrick up. Flannery, right? He's uh, magnetized. Anyway, f- future cinephobe, who knows? 
I hope so. I can't. But it happened. It was true. <laughs> so, yeah, so I started segue. recording before I knew I was writing anything. I was just putting my stories together. So these chicks, when they wanted to um, produce it, I sent them all the, the recordings and they sent it somewhere to get transcribed. And then the director, what she did was she picked through it and she grabbed what she wanted. And now we're just kind of molding it and shaping it. Cause there's a lot of info. There's like breakups, there's all kinds of shit. And you know, she's like, let's keep this like to your parents' tragedy, how that affected you, your depression through the pandemic, how you came through it and things like that. And she kind of, so basically she's like, nobody cares about your ex-girlfriend. Let's stick to like the family. Well, you know, she's like, they do. It's a great story. I have some great ex stories, but, uh, uh, but she's like, you got to pick something's got to go. You can't tell all this shit. There's only, you only have an hour and a half. You know, I basically gave her like nine hours of story content. Uh, okay. Important update in the chat from beep, uh, that powder is not cinephobe eligible, but is cinema eligible. It is That's... right at 69% on, on rotten tomatoes. I'm adding that to the <laughs> list as we speak. Let's go. <laughs> the, the tomato meter or the audience. Uh, so that one is a 50% from uh, critics and 69% audience score. So cinema uh, is the new podcast series that we do here on Lauer After Hours, where we watch and rate movies that are rated 69% on Rotten Tomatoes or 6.9 stars on IMDb, and we establish if it's worth it. Does that fit uh, Billy's uh, uh, ratio? It absolutely so, uh, does. Yeah, it's, it absolutely it's does. Right in the middle They basically described our podcast, which lets you know they do not listen to us <laughs> because they described the podcast cinema to the T. And uh, I know there was no there, no awareness there that they were talking Zero. about one of our pods. But I'm sure Billy's would be much better. Hey, uh, side note, side note. Back in the day, I got these new pair of pennies for basketball season. So I put the baby powder in them to keep them fresh. I put too much baby powder in them this game. So I guess when I jumped and came down, powder came out the shoes. So I had the nickname powder for like a week in school. That's incredible. That is incredible. (laughs) Powder too, electric boogaloo. Hmm. Did you, uh, when you came down, did you make the bucket? Because that's important. If you make it, it looks cool. If you miss it, it's like, whoa, what just happened? I mean, for the the record, we don't say I made it, but. I'm not, I'm not sure if anybody, <laughs> if anybody even cared about that. It's <laughs> 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 no, no no unfortunate. The game ended as soon as you came down and powder came out. So um, right. I've got a question for you here. Uh, talking about the Levitard show, talking about um, the long side of the day. You have you had a, a pretty big part in the long side of the day. Um, yeah, ca- kind of walk, walk us through that. That was a super last minute thing. Mainly, uh, Dan reached out to me and Adrian because my boy Adrian's really, really good at. He's in a band called Swenlo. He's been uh, some of their music has been. I played with Spam also, and uh, he's great. He's brilliant, and uh, he's not word, but he is. And um, so I was talking to him about doing. They wanted a gospel big finish for that end part, you know. And then so I hooked him up with my drummer who plays at church and all everybody at his church is great musicians and singers. So he went down and recorded that. It's not, I just last minute, I think I, Tony was kind of in charge of it. I didn't really know Tony at the time. And I hit him up about it. He's like, all right, but get it to me. Like you have 24 hours and I'd like write it and figure it out and do it. If I wanted to do one, he's like, it might not make it on there, but just go. And I suck at recording too. That's why I don't like recording myself. I just have no patience. Sat there for fucking seven and a half hours just 
drinking little fucking cafecitos and uh, 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 doing this, smoking cigarettes. I think I'm done. My dog's bored as shit. I take her for a walk. I didn't save it. Came back. Some glitch shit happened. Rule, like rookie rule, I didn't save it before I walked away. Seven hours was gone. And then I had to bust ass. I took a two-hour nap. And I had to get it in by 10 in the morning. And then I just cranked out the rest in three or four more. I think the first, for sure, the first one was better. But that's how that happened. I was just like, and then finally they got it on there. So that was, that was good. But, and then uh, Chris and his buddy Alex showed up at one of my gigs. And there's a song, basically, I'm ripping off one of my own songs. The melody is a different song. I just put the words. I looked up stats on Google. Found some hilarious fucking stats. And um, <laughs> and uh, they showed up and I sung Stat of the Day. And they were just jumping around. They were so stoked. But they were the only ones that got it. Everybody else like, fuck are they? Like, Stat <laughs> of the Day. Like, yes. Yes, he did. show. They don't get the show, not this place. So when you're looking up all that, all the uh, information there, what was your favorite stat that you came across? Oh, shit. Uh, I think Michael Phelps hitting like a 139-foot putt. And then uh, Joe Theismann uh, got his name. His name was actually Joe Theismann. But Notre Dame had him change it to Theismann because it ran with Heisman. Yep. But then he didn't win the Heisman. Jim Plunkett won it. That was pretty funny. And, uh, the oh, yeah, the best one is – in, I think, 42 or 41, on account of the draft, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Eagles didn't have enough players left, so they combined, and they had a team called the Steagles. That's a real thing. And they played oh. a season as the Steagles. And if you look at their logo, it's half Steeler, half Eagle logo. And that was a real fucking team for one year. Chris Cody has to change his highlight team to the Steagles now, right? It's just <laughs> it's his big. <laughs> Low key, that part is the best part of the stat of the day song. I absolutely love that part. I think the end is the best. I think that gospel big finish is huge. I can't touch that. I mean, no. there's so many good parts. Just for some reason, I, I didn't. I mean, I was sitting here having, you know, the realization that that was your that you actually that was your part, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like, yeah, no, I love that part. Like, I, I think I sing that part a little bit more than uh, the other ones. It's so, a hell, hell of a team I have here. Just uh, dri- really driving down the the one project that I was cut from. Uh, appreciate that. Oh, did you get cut from that? Uh, I did. I blame Yeti. It was such a bad idea that he came up with for me. But yes, I did. I got cut from it. Uh, yeah, thanks, y'all. But no, y'all, y'all crushed it. I don't actually. I'm. So if I didn't figure out to do this like the last second, you probably would have been on. That. No, I doubt it. I highly. It was. It was just a bad idea. Yeti. Yeti's never allowed to make decisions around me ever. No, <laughs> Yeti's the bro. But no, yeah, it was again. a collaborative with Streeter and Yeti. Actually, it was a when their song ends, it actually transitioned into me. Um, but yeah, either way, uh, it came out great. Like the way it came out was exactly how it should have. The the rhythm and everything being related. So I have zero concern with it. <laughs> Uh, I want so about the project. Let's do it this way because I, I could ask questions about music projects all day. I think most of us here know what the pandemic did to us creatively, as some of us started making songs about the show, making songs in general, and then of course we started a podcast. So I want to ask you though, what do you want us to know about the project that we haven't actually asked you? I think some of the songs, like my mother's Alzheimer's song, I think that's a song that like isn't. I think there's not enough awareness about it. And um, I always say like being a caregiver for somebody with Alzheimer's is like going to Vegas. It's like 
you ever been to Vegas and had to explain to somebody that hasn't been to Vegas what Vegas is like, you can't. It's just like something unreal. And a lot of these Alzheimer's songs, they're kind of bad and they're like in your face. They're like Alzheimer's. But this kind of, I think it's one of my favorite songs I've written. And it kind of, if you don't know what it's like, it kind of gives you a feel of it. And if you do, you can kind of relate. That's my favorite one. So people kind of take it from, they're all just super true songs and stories. I have stacks of shit and I don't know, maybe selfishly. I don't know what anybody, I just want people to just kind of hear it. I just want to get it out. I haven't really even thought about what anybody would take from it or figure out. I guess I'm just purely narcissistic and I just want to get my shit out there. But uh, we can uh, really I feel that I've had to get out, and this is the moment to get it out because right now I'm just totally. This is like a pinnacle of everything. I'm burying my soul for this. I'm scared as fuck to do this thing, to engage with people. You know, many people. Some guys gonna. I, I want to do a no phone rule, but they're not. They're not against that. So out of ten people, if one guy starts texting, I'm gonna have to kind of check them, but like in a cool way. And that's like a nightly thing for 39 nights, basically. And, well, uh, I think you I think you have to practice now. So let's do this in in real time. Let's say you're right. in the middle of a song. All right, I'm not the guy that would text, even though I'm the guy that walked out mid interview for a second. <laughs> let's just say that Capo, <laughs> who probably is texting right now because he never pays attention unless he's talking. So start start a song. Don't give away too much because they got to buy it. And then Capo, just look like you're texting or text because that's what you're doing. <laughs> Who are you texting over there? Say. Twitter. What do you say? Maybe you can read that text to the music that I'm playing. Okay. Let's listen to you know what? This is my fault. I don't hear they pick on my song. This is this is 100% my fault for going to Capo and not anybody else that's not afraid to talk except for when they're not supposed to talk. <laughs> uh, Hawk, are you ready to be the one texting? That was it. That, that's my new okay. strategy. That's it. That's wow, it. It yeah. worked because yeah, he said great. nothing. He just, he just, you know what? The person in the crowd, this time Capo, put his phone away and awkwardly looked down the ground, which is exactly <laughs> what you would do if you got called out for that in real life. It's or a, okay, without like my wife says, I need to pick up some beer because I'm just tired of my face and I don't need beer. Or he could have sung along. So if uh, if you're in the middle of a show, 10 people, this is like living room, and somebody does start texting, yeah, that's going to be a very intimate conversation. So yeah, it does have to be funny. You did well. Capo, uh, that's again my fault uh, for doing that. You did horrible for an audio Actually, even for a visual, you bored me. So I don't quite know. sure what you wanted. <laughs> Just a response, a general "my bad." Uh, you know, or like you could have like you could have really tested. Well, I do it. have an observation. I do have an observation that I was working on, and I was just waiting for my opportunity. That's kind of why I was a little distracted. That was literally your opportunity. Literally your opportunity. You had background yeah. music for the entire. Oh, God damn it! Let's all clear out, Uncle Scotchy. Please, everybody, nobody talk because Capo has an observation. Capo, <laughs> hey, please. You go. feel like I did my job. I shut him down. I mean, okay. You did. But I love that. I love that he like he was learning learning to play, and his girlfriend at the time says, "Yes, we can do acid in the house, but you're not allowed to play." You're not allowed to learn. Like that, that was just that was <laughs> insane to me. I feel like being on acid is probably the one thing you don't want to do while somebody is trying to learn an instrument because that feels like it can go. Well, if, you, if, you, if you're the one trying to learn the instrument, or you're just there. No, the one hearing you try to play the instrument. Oh yeah, no, no, she yeah. never took my class. That was a me thing. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, trying to learn had, the instrument. Is she didn't want to hear the fucking harmonica because I didn't, I just would stop. I mean, to her credit, I was hella annoying. I knew what I was doing. I would like speak <laughs> with it, and just play it, and it didn't matter what key it was. It'd be commercial on. I try to play it at the commercial. She probably had a point, you know. <laughs> but learning learning how to play, you know, like that, and you you know, uh, and then dealing with people texting. You know, you're a pro. You ain't worried about people texting. Yeah, it's just it's just proximity. And then when I would do my, my storytelling night when people would talk, I was kind of a lot more dicky. I'd be like, Hey, I don't have to tell you to shut the fuck up, but you know, how about you and go outside? First- what are you talking about? This is so fucking important. I would kind of get like that. Mind you, I'd probably drink a lot during storytelling nights, but I'm not gonna be able to do that. It's gonna be a little more sensitive and intimate. Instead of just, I just can't ask somebody to leave, you know? And I no, that's probably that. not good for business, especially if they came with five other people. It'd be, <laughs> exactly. it'd be unfortunate. Yeah, will be Brett's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer was... can stay, but you have to go. <laughs> yeah. there, there goes 10% We're... of your audience. Capo, you had You're something? Cool. No, I was going to take it back. I, what I was getting ready to say when you were asking me what I was texting, I had pulled up the group chat and all Jeanette had said was, this is dedication. And I was like, well, that's not enough. And then the next one was Lou. And I started to laugh and then you cut me off because I thought, if uh, we would have did the texting bit with you know with him playing music in the background, the Lou, it would have kind of been funny, you know. Lou's bit okay. on you. I am glad that we got that answer from you right here. And yeah, it was yep. uh, no. You yep. know what though, Nailed Lou would have been great because no, you're right. Lou would have gone like extreme wrestler. You don't tell me what the fuck to do with my phone. Like yeah, you're right. Lou would have been much better than you, and I'm sorry he wasn't here. I apologize. <laughs> uh, those conflicts make it more entertaining, especially if you like win at the end. That's the only thing, but. If you lose them, that's not good. I was wondering, right. I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys what you would, what you would like to see at like the next month. What kind of a thing, whether it's like entertainment wise or, I mean, I want input from you guys. I really like connecting with you guys and, and you guys are like the backbone, of a lot of shit, you know, what's up. And we're just getting to the spot that we're kind of picking a venue at a time. But uh, um, I definitely want to have like, you know, a section for you guys, but I want some sort of an activation would be really cool. Whether you do a live podcast at the event or whatever, you know, that would be dope. And uh, we we can actually do that. Yeah. I mean, that would be dope. I'm not going to ask for even a private section because I think we're all spoiled fans and we get enough. (laughs) And I've never been to a Mosto. So I can't say like what would improve. I've just, I'm just happy whenever I decide to get out to one, which should be the next one. I have a feeling Cap and Pac, especially Pac, he's the idea guy, probably has some ideas of like crazy things from us. Uh, so I'm going to defer to them and beep. Yeah, I mean, I'll do whatever. I think we should get a few giraffes and then have like a table full of knives and just go to town. Uh, Peter P- 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 would have something to say about that. I don't think we can get, number one, bring a live giraffe into Moss, and number two, stab it with knives. <laughs> Plus, Ron promised to do his like Valentine thing at the next one too. So Ron's gonna have something to say about it, baby. Ron would dust you, Capo. He, <laughs> he would. Dust you. To be clear, to be Even clear, I will put him and Tony in a spin cycle together. Oh, nobody knows what a spin cycle is, but you're talking about basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the answer to your question is. Capo playing basketball against 10 day, Tony one-on-one half court uh, beep. So I think we should do some sort of like broadcast booth with witty, you know, have like a, a replay of a game or something like that, where you can call play by play or, you know, color commentary with witty 
What if you have your favorite play ever on, on YouTube on your phone and he you can charge, he'll send you like for five bucks. Go pay and he'll he will give you a video replaying your favorite play in history. Yeah. Regardless of the sport. I'm sorry, go ahead, Uncle Scotchy. Kind of Smokey Robinson kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Chinooka. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, a cameo. Yes. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, like, like, a cameo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he'll replay like your your favorite play in history. What a, well, play if, he does this on cameo, he's rich. If this gets out and he starts doing this on cameo, I'm taking 80 20 my way. Seriously. <laughs> I was thinking a live game of horse with with guys from the show and then other people like a pro am and then have like you and Witty uh, color commentate the game of horse with the guys from the show. Mm, there we go. So I'm um, saying it now. If we play horse against the show, we're winning. It's like 10 day Tony's probably the only chance, but we. We're winning that game, uh, but I, I like that idea. I, I mean, anything the broadcast would be even funnier though because uh, I've been wanting to do horse. See, my my thing is I'm waiting for the the gambling situation to catch up legally, so that people can live sit there at Moss, bet on Roy, Tony, whoever you want at whatever odds right before they play horse and act like actively do that shit at the event or at home. That watch would a live be insane, and you can and you can bet on the show activities. That's like groundbreaking event shit. That's gonna happen. I love that real time yeah, gambling yeah. in an event. I am, uh, I am yeah, live gambling on an event. Who wins at horse? Who freaking any competition that we want to do with people from the show? There, like, there's money on it all over the world now. Nice. That's the capo. So, uh, beat pointed out something that's very uh, real around our parts. We live about five, ten minutes away from each other, but we do have a tornado warning in full effect. That I'm sure we're going to have to start attending to with our family here in a bit. I don't, that's not going to be the way we exit this out, but just so you don't feel like I rushed you out of here. Uh, no but it, we do have tornado watch occurring. So, all right. Uh, all right. So one. We're good. It's, it, it's, it's still North of us. Oh, okay. Well then just, no just, way. I mean, I just, just a point for whoever was checking it out. If you just go to Uncle Scotchy. Um, it's, it's pinned on there. I, there's an explanation of where like the money's going, what it all means to me, you know, the, you know, that, that stuff that you're supposed to do. Actually, Adrian, the guy that did that last, uh, uh, thing on Saturday, he's the one that shot it and edited it. And uh, I thought it came out really, really good. It just talks about like everything. And if anybody's coming to Miami, um, uh, let me know. What, so I can when are the sure. dates again? It's going to start the, the final, I think the 28th, the final Thursday of April. It's okay. going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's going to run till the end of June, so eight weeks. Every awesome. Fun. So, yeah, fans, if, if you're out there in Miami, Miami area, whether you're out there or visiting, go to um, at Uncle Scotchy on Twitter. If they don't have Twitter, is there a website? Or either way, we'll share it to the link to the to the podcast. And listen, if it's going to be one of those that's too hard to remember, we can yeah. do that. Yeah, that's what. Okay. All right. So I'll, at, I'll just link it in the description of the uh, of this episode, and we'll, we'll be good to go there. Now, the project itself to purchase, donate, do whatever, that's already available now. We don't have to wait till the last Thursday of April. Is that correct? Where well, are we waiting? Uh, no, no, no. I'm, re- I'm actually recording tomorrow. I'm trying to fit in a recording. Okay. I just found out that I'm going to be rehearsing uh, pretty much six days a week until this thing started. This, this lady's coming down. This crazy lady's coming down from uh, New York again. But uh, I'm going to be, the album should be coming out within the first couple of weeks. But then I'm well, trying to get. The merch out is the thing right now. Let's do this. Once uh, either the merch or I guess the project, this way we're talking about both. Once the project is ready, you come back and we actually talk about it again. This way we can kind of refresh, send it up. Cool. 
and I'll have some more Moss updates by then too. Hell yeah. I love the idea of us getting our own event and then like still making steak wait until somebody's <laughs> jumping out to win. <laughs> so uh, here's some super, super Miami stories. Uh, just go to UncleScotchy.com on Spotify. There's like a bunch of people from Miami telling some raw ass stories, my stories, all kinds of people's stories, comics, freaking housewives, everything. It's kind of cool. It's very Miami. Hell yeah. I love it. All right. So we'll make sure we plug both there. UncleScotchy.com to catch the stories and maybe even hear more about the superhero that was born that is very, very underreported. I feel like if we break this story, she bounced, I couldn't get her any more out of her. That was like the only interesting thing she said. <laughs> she said too much. You know what? She probably like disappeared. Her son in lightning speed showed up, picked up his mom, took her out. Didn't see a thing. Uh, all right. I got a game. We can play at Moss called edible or no edible. And it's a no. table full of food. Whoever eats the most wins. But you got to guess whether it's an edible or not an edible. I mean, well, do you get the 30 minute us. window to find out if you're right or wrong? Or are you just guessing straightforward <laughs> and you're like fucking 45 minutes? Or in a 30 minute window, that's the first game you play. And then let the whole event play out and see what's what. We can call it Is It Edible? Uh, what? What? Is it? <laughs> Did I miss the joke, the pun, or was that just like the name of the title? <laughs> Cap's okay. in the cap. Edible or not? I don't know. I, yeah, I think we should. Mm. We'll, we'll workshop uh, that. Uh, I mean, yeah. I just sat, I sat on the couch all weekend watching Is It Cake, right? Oh, I did watch Is It Cake, and it's amazing. But that's not. Nobody wants to hear about my sad Sunday. Feed or weed? <laughs> yeah, uh, pie or high. No, I, don't yes. know. I hope they're all edibles and everybody loses or wins. <laughs> on Everyone's winning that night. Hey, Scotch, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, we uh, hey, we really appreciate guys. you. Hey, hit me up anytime. I'll we'll talk to you guys. For sure, man. We appreciate it, man. Appreciate the time. Hey, thanks for the plug. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Good to meet you, man. Yeah. See you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.